Hello, and welcome to Live by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to be a straight-up Regency player. That's all I got. <laughs> when Eleanor Dashwood's father dies, her family's finances are crippled. After the Dashwoods move to a cottage in Devonshire, Eleanor's sister Marianne is torn between the handsome John Willoughby and the older Colonel Brandon. Meanwhile, Eleanor's romantic hopes with Edward Ferrers are hindered due to his prior engagement. Both Eleanor and Marianne strive for love while the circumstances in their lives constantly change. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and Emberlyn is my best friend, my pal, my homeboy, my rotten soldier. She's my sweet cheese, my good time boy. That <laughs> was a thrill. I just, want, I just wanted you to know. My good time. I was waiting because I thought there was more, so I was like, yes, and. <laughs> oh, okay. what, a, what a delicious hint toward where, where our podcast is going, Caitlin. In other news, I just finished what we do in the shadows today. <laughs> yes. Thank you for doing that because um, I, 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 I accept your compliment and I, I pass, likewise. Thank you. You're all of those things to me, too. I can't remember what any of them were at this point, but the, the it's okay. I haven't there. memorized. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like, because you texted me this last night, and then I feel like you said it again another time, I and I'm did. like, how do you already know? Because, you know, all, <laughs> like, all week, I just keep going, because he's my best friend, he's my pal, my homeboy, my rotten soldier, my sweet cheese, my good time boy. <laughs> In my head. It needs, like... My mother knows this line, too, and she has barely watched the show. I think we need to, like, adapt those into friendships necklaces for our whole friend group. There's, like, four of us. I so, agree. like, each person would get, like, a name. Like, Sweet Cheese. Good Time Boy. <laughs> tag, good Time Boy. Tag yourself. I'm Sweet Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I would like to be the Good Time Boy. You are a Good Time Boy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> who are you, Good Time Boy? <laughs> speaking of who I am, um, I'm Emberlyn, and I have absolutely nothing but violence in my heart. That's exactly what I would want from my good time boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emberlyn, was there a specific moment in this book, Sense and Sensibility, that hooked you? Mm. There were two points for me. Um, so when Eleanor left Norland and by default also to leave Edward, um, I could definitely tell there was like a connection between them. Um, but it seemed like it was like right person, wrong place, wrong time. So I remember when I first read this book in college, I was thinking, oh, like, I hope they get to see each other again. And then, you know, on my second read recently, I was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, and then s sort of later in the book when Willoughby, after making himself and Marianne into like the most obnoxious couple that's ever lived, just like ghosts her. Um, cause I was like, uh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Um, like what? Uh, and I think it, it helped me to understand like Marianne's like purpose and intentions as a character later on in the book. So I was just excited to see her character arc on behalf of her sensibility and also, um, just like what happened with like that whole dynamic that they had going on because it was really interesting. Um, how about you? Um, so fun fact. I learned I should not use audiobooks to read Jane Austen because, boy, howdy, did I lose track of everything so fast. Um, I was fine for the first 20 chapters. I had everything figured out, had everything sussed out. Um, but my poor time management and ease of which my mind wanders onto other things 
Um, it did not help at all <laughs> progressing with the book. So I'm so sorry to disappoint people, but a lot of my discussion will be based on the general idea of the book that I got when I was listening to the audiobook, The Crutch That Is My Beloved Spark Notes, and the 1995 <laughs> film starring Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet, Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> uh, I did have a hook, though, and it's when yeah. Marianne uh, ran down the hill and she sprains her ankle, and Willoughby comes in and literally carries her to safety. It was such... A wonderful cliche of like sweeping mm-hmm. you off your feet, knight in shining armor moment, and I loved it. It's so mm-hmm. stupidly cheesy. It's like oh, stupid cheesy levels of romantic. I was like, let's go, I'm in it. And uh, and then like as you said, like they proceeded to be so freaking obnoxiously in love that they invented yeah. PDA, and then also <laughs> in turn when Willoughby invented uh, getting left on red because my guy, that was not it. <laughs> Do you remember that uh, that meme? Not even a meme. It's like a vine, and it's of this couple being filmed at like a Panera Bread or a Starbucks or something, and they're like really close, yeah. and they're like holding each other. And the guy's like, "Is this even allowed?" And she turns out she's like, "Stop!" Stop. <laughs> I, I think about that all the time when I think about this, this yeah. those scenes because like Eleanor's like, "Is this even allowed?" And Marianne's like, "Stop!" Stop. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, rip vine. That's amazing, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, pour one out for the OG. I miss I miss fine. Things are so much simpler then. Let's go back. Um, yeah, let's go back. So Caitlin, yeah. do you have a favorite quote? I have a few, actually, despite yes. not knowing what was going on. <laughs> uh, first one is, the more I know of the world, the more I am convinced that I shall never see a man whom I can really love. I require uh-huh. so much. To which I said, me, because I have such high standards. Yeah. So true. good for her. Don't know who said it, but I agree with them. <laughs> uh, the second is Eleanor agreed to it all, for she did not think he deserved the compliment of rational opposition. This one made me laugh out loud when I heard it, uh, just to agree with someone for the sake of appeasing them because you know they don't deserve the conversation or would even listen to you it was just really funny to me. Like, yes, girl, mm-hmm. don't waste your time. And mm-hmm. then uh, my last favorite quote was, do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. And I just think that that one speaks for itself. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Not my not circus, my circus not my monkeys. Not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what are your fa- what's your favorite quote? Do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Actually, it was also one of my favorite quotes. Um, I feel like it's a great reminder for myself to just like mind your own business. Um, mm. You know, just chill, just vibe. Um and I also love when Marianne at, uh, was talking about the leaves at Norland and just like going off about how amazing they are and, and how she's delighted in watching the leaves in yeah. the fall. And um, Eleanor responds, it is not everyone who has your passion for dead leaves in just like such a deadpan way, which just made me laugh. Like, because you have Marianne, who's just this incredibly passionate and judgmental person, and Eleanor, who is just like, can y'all can you just like relax? Like, <laughs> just chill like yeah (laughs) i'm both of these women somehow i like that quote um if a book is well written i always find it too short um yeah i don't think i did explain myself like sometimes you know you absorb some content and you're like i need more of this content but no more content exists and that's what archive of our own is for i was gonna say (laughs) i was like and that's when you go on ao3 baby (laughs) (laughs) and you just like yep spend your whole night there every night (laughs) For years. Um, anyway, I also want to talk about, I want to highlight um, some some lines from the movie. Um, these aren't in the book originally. 
um, but it's from an argument between Marianne and Eleanor. Um, where Marianne says, always resignation and acceptance, always prudence and honor and duty. Eleanor, where is your heart? And then Eleanor replies, what do you know of my heart? What do you know of anything but your own suffering? For weeks, Marianne, I've had this pressing on me without being at liberty to speak of it to a single creature. It is forced on me by the very person whose prior claims ruined all my hope. I have endured her exaltations again and again, whilst knowing myself to be divided from Edward forever. Believe me, Marianne, had I not been bound to silence, I could have provided proof enough of a broken heart, even for you. And, like, that's Eleanor's retort to Marianne. Um, and I just love it, um, because, like, Marianne knows nothing but vulnerability and passion wearing her heart in her sleeve, while Ele- where Eleanor kind of has no choice but to withhold her feelings because of the secrets tangled up with them. Bars. Um, and... I think it's a great scene too because it shows you the contrast between the sisters and the way that maybe the book doesn't sometimes do where Eleanor is sense and Marianne is sensibility and where in Austin's world Eleanor's self-governance takes precedence over Marianne's passion. 10 out of 10. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, but it's been 10 minutes. (laughs) 10 minutes later. Those are my thoughts. (laughs) So Caitlin, what character would you affectionately let a cottage at Barton Park to? Um, I said Eleanor because that girl's out here just doing her damn best. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Enough said. I'd probably Enough have said. more reasons if um, the noises that were coming from my phone were actual words being processed into my brain while reading <laughs> this book. <laughs> but she really was just out here doing her damn best. Like, she had all this shit happening to her, and she's just like, everything's fine i'll just take care of my sister and go about my life um so i think i would i would take her to barton park and be like just let go (laughs) self-care self-care just live here (laughs) by yourself away from everyone else they don't deserve you really how about you yeah uh same for me i think she's just such an underappreciated austin heroine um i feel like I don't know how much explanation this would need, but um, anyone who has to appear resigned in the face of their greatest fears and somehow pulls it off while secretly aching on the inside is just so remarkable. Like, I think we all have had those weeks where, like, shit's going down in your life and you're just, like, internally screaming. You're just, like, ah, on the inside because, like, you can't, like, maybe you just don't have the space or, or, or place to, like, speak honestly about those things, but, ugh had those weeks and she just she's so she's so good at i feel like moderating and regulating her feelings and coping i feel like yeah i could learn a lot from her um (laughs) me too yeah all right so who is the character you would intentionally drop while carrying across a field in the rain (laughs) (laughs) um lucy really did it for me um that girl just seemed obsessed. Like, she was all up in Eleanor's business the entire book. And once she started to realize that Eleanor and Edward kind of seemed to have a thing, she would, like, double down. Um, and then she ended up running up with Edward's brother anyway. So yeah. that's, like, really shady. Like, I'm kind of glad that she got out of the way for Eleanor and Edward to be together. But, like, ooh, like, it's just very cringe. Like, yeah. very obsessed. Like, fan behavior. Yeah, I also said Lucy because the girl's out here so obsessed with Edward and it was all mm-hmm. for the money uh, because the second that he lost it all, she's just like, mm, thank God you have a brother and went to Robert and <laughs> she would most for sure be on Stan Twitter if she were a real Ooh. person today. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like an Ari Nader or something. Yeah, and 
Um, I also said uh, John Dashwood's wife, Fanny, because Mr. Dashwood clearly told John to leave his sisters the money. And she's like, "Mm, that's not what he meant. They're poor and they don't deserve it. And John's just like, damn, you're right, girl. So (laughs) I would say her. And also in the movie, she's just so snobby and thinks she's above everyone. And that's like the worst type of person to be. So she doesn't deserve any, any good things. And I would happily drop her in a field i will say in the movie when she attacks lucy that like gets me every time i'm yeah. like yes cat fight Row! Like, she like i was it. she just went for her like brought her to the ground and i was like okay okay chill it's just good, good, good for one them. secret engagement and girls ready to like throw hands yeah she said excuse me <laughs> and also in the movie i would drop mrs jennings because she was so annoying um, she's mm. always in other people's business. When Lucy's trying to quietly tell Eleanor about her secret engagement to Edward, Mrs. Jennings is across the room like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Why is Eleanor's face so d- concerned? Tell us, tell us anything if you hear about Mrs. Mysterious Mr. F. Like, girl, <laughs> chill. This does not involve you. And her and her husband were always making jokes at Eleanor's expense and like trying to rip information from her that she clearly didn't want to share and I just want to be like okay stop stop this isn't about you you don't have to be like I I love I love the drama I love the gossip but you gotta chill the fuck out daddy chill (laughs) daddy chill (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is even that Uh (laughs) no like I agree. Like, they definitely gave, like, the vibes of, like, two boomer parents that, like, are consistently just up in your business and making fun of you because, like, they have nothing better to do. Yeah. I was like, all right, like, okay, it's time to stop. Like, that by itself would have made me absolutely go off. And, like, Eleanor, just the composure this woman had in the face of that. Wow. I respect her. Because I would have been like, leave me the alone <laughs> but like it's on site right now it is on site pull up to the cracker barrel boomers it is on site <laughs> i'll see you there so did you have like <laughs> did you have like some peaks and valleys with this book uh, i am tired okay no i didn't actually moving on <laughs> you said, i have no i'm completely indifferent on this book <laughs> i don't know what's going on <laughs> um i do have two peaks and a valley to be specific my first Mm. peak um was that my favorite parts were the drama of willoughby ghosting marianne and eleanor Mm. finding out edward has been engaged to lucy this entire time like Mm -hmm. yes this is turning their whole lives upside down how are they gonna deal with it (laughs) and then just like seeing both marianne and eleanor's different ways of reacting to such terrible news um marianne instantly becoming a wreck for everyone to see and eleanor just keeping everything in herself and then one day she'll die. Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking about the whole yeah. book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just going about business as usual. It was just really interesting to see those two dynamics, like, directly, like, against each other in a book. Yes. What was your first peak? Uh, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Woo! The social commentary about marriage and wealth built into this book was really good. Um, so that was my first one. I think... I think it's really fascinating to see the role that money and love conversely play in Eleanor and Marianne's lives and in, yeah. in Regency society and how Austin really channels here um, the challenge of making meaning of a life with very limited means of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just really enjoyed 
that expose uh, of like what that is like for women of the Regency era. It was just really interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if they would technically be part of. It. I think this book was. Um, it was like on the cusp. late seventeen hundreds, so it might be on the cusp of the Regency era. But you know, you 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 get the idea. Yeah, it was like that in the Romantic era, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. History is uh, canonically not my forte, so. Yes. You can tell me anything, and I'll be like, you're so right. You probably did happen. I don't know. <laughs> I got a five on my AP history exam, but I'm really, like, not convinced that they graded the right one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like when they, when they told me, like, I really thought I failed that. And then when they told me, I was like, mm, that sounds a little suspicious, but I'm not going to ask questions. <laughs> That's suspicious. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> my second peak. Yeah, but. just ask you because <laughs> I'm gonna let you ask me. I'm just gonna go in, but anyway, back to me. Do it. Do <laughs> um, I know this book is called Sense and Sensibility, and Eleanor represents sense, and Marianne is sensibility, and this is mm. the whole point of the book. But I loved seeing the two sisters who react so differently from each other regarding falling in love. I thought um, it was really like you know when you have siblings. You're not always going to be the exact same, but I just thought it was so cool because mm. they seemed so close to each other and just the fact that they, you know, you grew up in the same house, but you're so different. Yeah. Um, this is me just talking out of my ass because, again, I have no idea what happened in this book. So <laughs> <laughs> I just really like that dynamic. <laughs> so, that was your second peek. Please save me. Well, before I do that, I think it's funny that you're just kind of, like, talking like I do in every single presentation I've ever given. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, the many, the multifaceted layers of this issue are incredibly important to our work. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying. You know, you know that episode of It's Always Sunny where Charlie is, like, talking to the lawyer and he's just like, do you even know anything about the law? And he goes, so filibuster <laughs> filibuster <laughs> that's me talking about jane austen's sense and sensibility <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I love that for you thank you um i'll see okay uh, i'll step in here um <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite jane austen novels um i really i don't know why it's one of my favorites um but I think it really does have something to do with the the women in the book. Um, I feel like every woman's character arc is super fascinating and complicated. Not even just Marianne and Eleanor, but also uh, Lucy, because mm-hmm. it speaks to their priorities and expectations about love, marriage, and life uh, change throughout the book, and in a way that it feels a lot more pointed than like Emma or Pride and Prejudice did sometimes. Because like I feel like this book for me is less of a romance and it feels more like if anything kind of like an, an, an exploration of, of what it means to make meaning of your life if you're a woman um in a society that uh maybe doesn't really particularly value you as much as it values men um so it was like kind of like interesting and to, to read um yeah. i think at this time and i also i also feel like it's interesting because um when i think about and this, I think I, I read this someplace online, and when I recall where, I'll have to link the the source material for this in, in the uh, episode notes. But um, it's interesting to think that, you know, like, 
Eleanor isn't entirely made of sense and Marianne isn't entirely made up of sensibility, but they kind of have varying degrees of each and those degrees change as the book goes on and you kind of see them each become more balanced. And I just love that. I think that's really fascinating. It's almost like, I don't know if this was necessarily her intention, but it feels like Jane Austen's message was essentially like, you can be an incredibly passionate person or you can be somebody who's very... Um, you know, like refined and, and very good with, um, you know, coping and very measured with their emotions. But like, you can also have a balance of those things and, and that balance is what can help you to achieve like a full life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like not, I, there's not one that's bad or one that's good. No. It's just like, you are valid in your emotions and how you express them. Yeah. 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 Validating, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. So talk some shit to me about this book, Caitlin. What was your valet? <laughs> oh, well, as we all know, brain no work for this book, and that's <laughs> on me. <laughs> You're like, uh, well, back, back at it again with another me problem. <laughs> <laughs> every episode is just like, it's not the book. It's me. It's not you. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every day I would turn on the audiobook, and the words would come at me, and I was like, just I like know. that Kermit the Frog <laughs> nodding meme where he's just like, nodding <laughs> like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. things sure. were being said at me and i was not absorbing them <laughs> i i tried i don't know i don't know why i'm usually like audiobooks are usually not a problem for me like i've listened mm-hmm. to a lot of them uh but this one i turn it on and i just like i don't, I don't know what's going on like I, even driving yeah. where like i i might have no choice but to pay attention i'd be driving yeah. and i'd be like and now I'm going over the bridge, and look, there's a lake, and I wonder what the people on the sailboats are doing today. I wonder what they're doing for Independence Day. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so, listen, my bad guys. Uh, <laughs> and as with all the Austin novels that I read, and um, I watch the movies as well to help better absorb and understand the story. Yeah. Um, because I'm not a stupid person. Um, mm. I just the sometimes the language for me is just a little bit unrelatable in the sense where I'm just like, uh-huh. I don't talk like that. So what are they saying or what are they feeling? Like, it's just like enough separation for me to be like, huh, what? <laughs> um, so I always watch the movies with them so I can absorb it and I'm a visual person. So it, it helps. Yeah. Um, so I watched the 1995, uh, sense and sensibility film and, uh, gotta say, <laughs> I was a little bored. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's a fine film. Emma right. Thompson's there. Kate Winslet mm. is there. And also, I, like, I don't know why. <laughs> I just never <laughs> remember that Kate Winslet is from the UK. Or is she? I don't know what the truth is of that. <laughs> That's a conspiracy theory for me to unpack later. I don't know where she's from. Uh, she might not even be from here. But then she started speaking. And I was like, huh? <laughs> are you sure about that is that your real accent i don't know what's going on um alan rickman was there too alan rickman. to which i said oh this is just snape and fancy clothes because uh-huh. may he rest in peace but everything that he's in that's all i ever see uh-huh. um hugh grant was there uh-huh. <laughs> uh <laughs> you know i'm just naming off all the actors who are in the movie like they were all there <laughs> and that's really good yeah, when they're all there making a movie together, they also end up on screen sometimes, which I think is good for them and their paychecks, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, stuff happened in the movie, and it was a film, and I watched it. And it wasn't my favorite as far as Austin's books have gone. Uh, I think it's 
um, I don't know. I think it just emphasizes that I would not thrive in that lifestyle if my life yeah. was so dependent on finding a man and marrying him well and, uh-huh. and my life being in ruins if I didn't. So I think yeah. like I think because I don't really like that whole idea very much uh-huh. where it's like this is all they had to live for basically. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like I'm just like I don't know move on like Eleanor was so sad throughout the entire thing because yeah. she was away from Edward and then she was hoping to see him again and then Lucy comes in and is just like psych bitch he's mine and Eleanor's just right. like I'm sad again I'm like well, <laughs> girl move on there's bigger and better things for you to do and then Marianne you know was all so upset about freaking Willoughby ghosting her and again mm-hmm. I'm like get on tinder girl find a find a rebound I <laughs> get don't know on tinder, girl. <laughs> get on ye old tinder like, ye old tinder <laughs> send a letter to some other guy <laughs> and if you don't like him throw his letter in the left hand fireplace or whatever the bad one is I'm not online dating but she receives like a she receives like a letter in the mail like on a, a carrier pigeon and she opens it up and it's like a drawing like a graphic drawing of his penis yeah and she's just like I didn't ask for this she's like, <laughs> like blocked blocked <laughs> she, the, the carrier pigeon like it's no longer like sent to her house yeah <laughs> like yeah. sent off another scent but yeah just because of that <laughs> just because of that like lifestyle i'm just like i don't know do something else <laughs> and i think that's part of what I, that sounds so mean i'm just like <laughs> get alive get alive you're ready to see arab women how dare you yeah, um I don't know why this is like unrelated, but here we go. Um, <laughs> that's what you we get, usually when we get to like the thirty minute mark in the episode, I have something completely irrelevant and somehow also shocking and appalling to say. Um, so, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but you mentioning everybody in the movie, Hugh Grant always reminds me of this kid we went to high school with. Yeah, who <laughs> 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 was in the drama? Who was like a theater kid, like at the drama club. And, um, like, because, like, they have very similar acting styles. Like, Hugh Grant, like, his whole acting spiel is just, it's just, it's just, just, just stuttering over every, every word before he starts, you know, yeah. talking. <laughs> and, like, this guy had the same vibes, I feel like. And um, whenever I think, so now whenever I see Hugh Grant on screen, I just, like, laugh about that. I think about that a lot. Like, Well, thank you for ruining Hugh Grant for me. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar. <laughs> On Hugh Grant, not sidebar on Hugh Grant, sidebar on our Hugh Grant uh, uh, lookalike, I guess you could call him. No. One time, one time, uh, our lookalike Hugh Grant walked into my house, uh, like my sophomore year of high school. Now, let me be clear, I did invite him over, he didn't just walk in, um, but he walked to my house like three miles to, to, to to get to said house. And um, I when my dad emphasize, not Mr. Darcy style, <laughs> right? Which like it's kind of funny because it is it is definitely a Regency thing to do, but like my, you know, I, I guess th- th- to that point, Mr. Darcy didn't have a Subaru Outback, which my dad could have come and picked him up in. So when my dad was like, "Are you sure this kid doesn't want to ride?" I was like, "I guess he doesn't. That's weird, but okay." Um, so he came to my house. And there were some raw mushrooms sitting. I'll never forget this. This haunts me to this day. Okay, listen. Um, there were some raw mushrooms sitting on the counter. And he goes, oh, I love mushrooms. And he just picked one up. And he put it in his mouth. And he ate it. I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. He he ate that mushroom. And then he kissed me on the mouth. Oh. oh <laughs> and, he, no. and it tasted like mushrooms. Like, girl, I do not like mushrooms. And I also <laughs> didn't want to be kissed. So, you know. 
<laughs> that Fun has nothing times. to do with anything, but I would like Jane Austen to write about this. I'd like to commission yeah. her to come back from the dead and write write about everything that I just shared with you here. I like that. Um, yeah. I would actually pay attention to that book. I mean... <laughs> Who's to say? Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot happened there. Um, so, yeah. So, other than that valley in your own life, did you have a valley <laughs> for this book? Uh, <laughs> well, because it reminded me of that moment in my life, <laughs> I do not, I no longer like this book. Um, but I was going to say... Um, whenever I read about a younger lady marrying an older gentleman in one of Austin's books, I get skeeved. How like, old was he? I don't know. Like, pfft, he was like in his 40s, I think. And oh, then no. she was like in her 20s. And I was like, oh, no. huh, that's not good. So I was just like, okay. whatever. Um, but that, that seems to be a common thread, which I understand because it was probably also a common thread in the Regency era for younger women to end up with older men but like every I time mean, i read about it i'm like me yow i'm like yeah. yow ruh row. Like, i mean we are two girls who are canonically attracted to older men sometimes so yeah I, I i get it but also i wouldn't actually you know my partner is 45 he looks great mm-hmm. really good for his age what's his moisturizer <laughs> uh it's sarah v <laughs> He uh, he uh, does have some uh, regulatory issues, so lots of activia, lots of prune juice, lots of fiber in the house, um, you know, on account of him being old and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, hopefully, uh, hopefully there'll be a life insurance policy in there for me once uh, he finally kills over. I hope so. so yeah, I'm hoping for the best. God, we're so stupid. <laughs> so are you sense or sensibility? Oh. Um, well, <laughs> I, when I first read this book, I, I really related more to Marianne, and I now relate more to Eleanor, so I think I'm at this point in my life where I'm probably balanced. Um, now, after listening to myself for the past 35 minutes, I have questions about whether I have any sense or sensibility at all, and whether or not I'm just, like, um, a vapid, like, plate of, I don't know, crackers. Like, there's nothing going on up here, the lights are on, nobody's home. Um... But I'd like to believe I'm, like, kind of balanced now. Um, yeah. Comes with age, maturity, it's trauma. Matured. How about you? Um, I think as much as I'd like to say I'm sense, I mean, I, I have my sense moments, you know, as we all do. Hmm. Top five sense moments. Um, <laughs> Watch Mojo. <laughs> Top five <laughs> sense moments. Yeah. Oh. No, but... <laughs> I really do think, um, like, my immediate reactions to things, 100% sensibility. Like, if something mm. happens, I'm just like, dah, 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 dah. like yeah. I, I have big emotions. Me too. Um, and I express them a lot. Me and too. Um, as you would know, if you ever, like, watch something with me, I was watching, like, <laughs> sidebar. I was watching <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows last night, as I do. Mm-hmm. And my parents were out in the living room and I came out after one episode to get some water and (laughs) my dad's like and first of all they just didn't turn on the living room light they just let it get Mm. dark around them Uh. and my mom's like you're probably wondering what we do in the shadows right now and I was like what are you doing and dad's like oh we're just talking about you and I was like why and he's like well I asked your mom like who is she talking to back there 
<laughs> and, and my mom answered him, oh, the TV. She does Because <laughs> I was just, like, reacting out loud to the TV. Like, I talk at the characters as if they can hear me. I don't realize it in the moment that I do it. Yeah. But um, it's enough to where everyone thinks in my house thinks I'm just talking to someone on the phone or <laughs> to myself. Um, it's a just it's just enough. It's just enough to where they're just a little concerned, but it's gone on for 24 years where they're just like, she's just like that. She's this is neat. just who she is. This, this is just who she is. is. Yeah. So I just, you know, I think sensibility, um, but I've been learning to com- become more sense in recent years because, like, uh-huh. I got to filter out all the big emotions first before I can, like, act upon mm. it. So mm. I'm, a, I'm a healthy Important. mix of healthy mix. both. Yeah, I keep thinking, like, this weekend, I was sense, like, I was, like, ready. (laughs) I was ready, like, oh, no, I wasn't sense. Wait, I was sensibility. Yeah. I wasn't even sense. I I feel weird because the meaning of sensibility in this book. Yeah, I was and. Because I feel like the meaning of sensibility in this book is different than you'd imagine. It really does mean, like, to be passionate, whereas sensibility maybe today kind of has a closer meaning to sense itself. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, linguists. Um, but, um, yeah, I was definitely, and I was like ready yeah. where if you bear in mind that we're recording this on June 28th, know that, um, I was ready. <laughs> she was ready. Don't ask about what, what I was ready for, but just know I was just ready. Just know. <laughs> I was ready. She was ready. Um, so Caitlin. Yeah. Um, we did talk about this a little bit. You mentioned how you're not sure how you would possibly survive in the Regency era. And I think I'd like to test that theory a little bit. I have two quizzes for us here. Um, two? So maybe, yeah. Would you want, should we take them both or should we just take one? Or Hell yeah. Let's do them both. All right. Because I think they're both everything. fairly short. So I guess we'll start with the first one, which is from The Tab, my favorite news site that doesn't at all um, bother me at all. Um, <laughs> let's go and... Yeah, I have a vendetta against the tab, just so everybody knows. Well, I have a vendetta against Book Riot, where if you know (laughs) from our Pride and Prejudice episode, we took a quiz, and uh, my results were not ideal. Pretty hurtful. They're pretty Pretty hurtful. hurtful. So I'm honestly still upset about it, and also still proving the point as to why I got that result, (laughs) and I'm still whining about it. So let's see. Let's see if I start um, a list of enemies. (laughs) <laughs> the tab and my quiz results we should make like an infographic where instagram kind of like you know people do for like just like hi all about me but it's just like all our enemies yeah you have like a long list of like actual like people and celebrities and i'm just like oh, our supposed enemy. these websites because i got a bad quiz result well the best part is all my celebrities it's definitely not reciprocated like none of these people know who i am i just hate them, <laughs> I just hate them. <laughs> strong feelings against them all right cool so, so, this quiz is called "How far would you get in London social season?" All right, let's let's, let's do it. Start. Let's start. First things first. What color would the U? Because this is Europe. That's why they. Ooh. That's why it's called Europe because they put U's and stuff. Ooh. What color is your dress for your big debut out on the ton? I just want to say right yeah. away the tab. You gotta do some proofreading, bud. 
Is the town like a? Is that a? Is wait? So I is think it supposed actually, to be town? Is it supposed to be town, or is there a thing called out on? The or are we ton? just American? Out on the town. Out on the town. I'm googling it right now. <laughs> it's definitely town. Yeah, it definitely is. This is the audacity. Fucking idiot. I like how I Google ton and the first like <laughs> the first like result is like you, have you put mean? on a ton of weight. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Wow. And you know what? I like it. So like I like it. Exactly. Die Google. Alright. Alright, your options are yellow, white, pink, or multicolored. <laughs> multicolored. <laughs> um, British people are going to come to hate us very quickly if they don't already. Um, they're one of our top percentage in our audience. I think they Oh like my us. god. No shit. Shout out to our UK listeners. You're doing great. Yeah. Please keep listening. Yeah. So what color? Color. I like, I don't know. I like yellow as a color. So I'm going to say yellow. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite colors. How are you? Um, Well, this is difficult for me um, because as our watchers know, which is none of you because this is not a visual podcast, (laughs) I'm a redhead and uh, white Ain't it, Chief? I'm already too white for that. Pink depends on the shade. Mm. Yellow also depends on the shade. Multicolored. Mm. Now I like the options. Mm. I like the options. And I like to... I already stand out from the crowd, so I might as well just go with it. So I'm going to go with multicolored. This is an interesting question. I think I like the assumption here that you would be doing wearing anything on your head, but the question is, what will you be wearing on your head? So... Feathers, freshly picked that morning, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. You better not be wait, doubting wait, this. Wait, feathers, like, picked? Like, you picked them from the chicken? For the like, garden. Or, <laughs> from the feather garden. You know, that thing we all have. You uh, can't hit different. <laughs> 900, re- 900 reasons why the UK is better than US. Number one, feather, feather gardens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. What's the next option? Um, probably a tiara gifted from generations ago. I like probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Like I don't want to commit Maybe. to it, but probably. We'll see. <laughs> um, nothing, or maybe a sparkly headband if I really must. Oh jeez. If <laughs> I if I have to. All right, you got me. The di- like the voice headband. that's built into here, the dialogue. It's like, who are these people? Why are they so? Like disinterested with, um, like, babe, you wrote the wearing question. something on their head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm probably gonna go with a tiara because oh. my multicolored dress is probably all, already loud enough. Yeah. Why not add a tiara to it? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Um, I'm gonna say feathers, freshly picked that morning because I think the feathers are neat. I, also, and you I work like hard on your them. garden. Yeah, I do. My garden has a lot of feathers in it. You better believe it. <laughs> All right, how low will you curtsy to the queen? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, I feel like this is, like, suggestive. It does, a little bit. And the first option is, until my knees hit the floor. Oh, my God. Until my knees allow me. My back hurts, you know. Well, I already know what my hand is going to be. <laughs> Just enough. <laughs> but I don't really see the point, TBH. And then, okay. finally, a polite dip and head bow will suffice. Okay, um, I'm going to say just enough, but I don't really see the point, TBH, because mm-hmm. I am against the monarchy of England. 
Yeah, yeah. I like that, but I feel like I have to go with until <laughs> me knees allow me. My back hurts, you know, because I'm <laughs> 24, but my back is 94. That's her. Yeah. No, <laughs> that makes me. sense. They said this question's for Caitlin. That's why we put it in here. Hell yeah. All right. Whilst you're being courted, <laughs> would you ever kiss a man on the lips? Of course not. I don't want to bring shame to the family. <laughs> Immediately no. Immediately no. I already know the answer. I would not survive. I would not make it very far in the region here. Um, I know. Well, I'm... obviously, I'll need to try before committing. That's fair. It is a reasonable That's point. That's fair. Um, if no one else is about I, a peck with. A peck. A peck with. A peck wouldn't hurt. I feel like there's a there's like a chicken undertone to this. Yeah. There's like a lot picked, of undertones to this. If you picked the white dress option the feathers from your garden <laughs> and the if the peck wouldn't hurt i feel like i feel like there's a there's a secret third option to this quiz where it's like actually you're a chicken when you go down to bow you lay an egg, <laughs> you an egg. not only would you you would not survive the regency era because you're actually dinner <laughs> you're actually dinner and you're a chicken so your lifespan's pretty short anyway <laughs> yeah. um a polite peck on the cheek will do is okay. the last answer. Another, another peck. Lots another of pecking peck. going on. Got a couple yeah. of chicken. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, well, obviously, I need to try before committing. Like, yeah. Like, if you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone, they better be a good kisser. Uh-huh. Find that yeah. out on date number one, baby. Oh, no. Uh-huh. I hit the wrong one. <laughs> what you, would you say? <laughs> I, I said a little peck won't hurt. <laughs> <Whatever> <laughs> I'm going the chicken route. All right, Buck-a-ck! all right. Um, I'm gonna say that one too. Okay, it just please. makes me chuckle. Makes me chuckle. All right, you want a new dress, and go to visit the the modiste. Struggle with this it. A lot, a lot of Bridgerton struggle. references here. So yeah, lots of Bridgerton pictures, might I add. Yeah. Um, who are you going with? No one. <laughs> going to get a dress. I want you to know. There's a question mark after no one. No <laughs> one. No one. <laughs> I'm just going to get a dress. With my chaperone, of course. Probably with a friend. Again, non-committal. <laughs> and then finally, with mummy, obviously. She knows best. <laughs> mm, with mummy. Um, what are you picking? Uh, with my chaperone, of course, because something tells me I need one. <laughs> I'm going to say probably with a friend. Huh. I always go shopping with a friend. Would you marry a man with the sole purpose of producing an heir for him? Ah. Uh, so the three answers, here's your three options. If I had no other choice, then maybe. Oh. No, this girl. is so wrong. Ah. And then a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. What does that mean? It means a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Wow. Um, woof. Well, I'm going, no, that is so wrong. Um, easy peasy. No, this is so wrong because I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Squeezy. Bearing children. Um, the queen wishes to have an audience with you. Do you accept? <laughs> Without a doubt, it's the queen. <laughs> sure. See what she wants. I guess. Probably not. Non-committal answer. Unlikely. It's going to be important because you know when the queen summons you, it's never important. Yeah, that definitely isn't going to result in, like, your assassination or anything. Nah, 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 nah. Your execution, Although, rather. maybe... Oh, like, it, ignoring the Queen's invitation results in uh-huh. your assassination? Your execution, rather. Yeah. Was it different... Oh, okay. 
Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I had to do the same thing in my head. I was like, that's not the right word. That's for something else. I was like, what's the difference between assassination and execution? They both end in murder. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Just different contexts, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Assassination means that you're important. I'll say sure. See what she wants, I guess. Because I feel like, I don't know, it feels like a happy medium. Yeah, I'm the epitome of curiosity killed the cat. So if she's going to kill me, I guess I'm going to find out. <laughs> I can fuck so around and find gonna out. Literally fuck around to find out. Caitlin Laurie, a life motto. <laughs> a man asks you to dance. How many questions long is this? Okay, we're getting to the end. Okay. A man, <laughs> we just keep going. It's like, <laughs> this question actually lasts the length of the Regency era. Um, a man asks you to dance, but your dance card is all full. What do you do? How? Excuse they me. They would There's... have like little. I know this because I watched. I watched the first season of Bridgerton. And I watched the oh. second one through, um, to like this YouTube reacting channel because they're funny. Uh. Um, they have like these little cards around their wrists, and like like their cows at the state fair, <laughs> like they've got like these little tags, <laughs> and yeah. it's like basically like oh the slots to who's gonna be dancing with me. Uh, dance number one. That's how I understood it. I could be completely wrong. And oh, someone who's listening is yelling at me. But guess what? I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Um, um, so that's what a dance card is. You should never have too many dances. I really shouldn't, but go on then. I could never. I don't want to. Sp- <laughs> I don't want to be seen as a hussy. All right. Um, and it depends on who's asking. Huh. These are choices. Men ask you to dance, but your dance card is awful. What do you do? Like, is it illegal to dance with someone after your card is full? I guess there's only so many dances, but yeah, I think they're fine. I feel like the social the social implications are maybe more inclined to like the slut shamer on this. Yeah, I'm gonna question list or answer list. You could never have too many dances because all right, why not? I'm going to say it depends on who's asking, because if he's, like, a stank-ass guy, <laughs> not interested. Sorry. Not interested. So, controversial question. Oh, boy. What are your thoughts on Uh-oh. dresses above the ankle? Oh. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious behavior. I don't see why not, as long as it doesn't go any higher than my thigh. Oh. They should be higher, above the knee or nothing at all. <laughs> above the knee or nothing at all, baby. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the last one above the knee or nothing at all. Yeah, love, same. I love going around Winnie the Pooh style, like, no <laughs> pants on, nothing, just walking around, ass out, <laughs> red t-shirt, jar of honey. That's my Regency era look. <laughs> oh bother! I say occasionally to the men who court me. Also, I'm a bear and I live in the woods. Anyway, <laughs> that's not related. I related that. <laughs> also, I'm a bear. I'm crying. Oh my god. Also, I'm a bear. I live in the woods. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be a bear living in the woods. Truth. Hey. Um. Moving on. If the Duke of Hastings accepted. Nope. If the Duke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Just calm down. It's calm okay. Down. You're doing great. If the Duke, I have tears running down my face right now. It's so funny. <laughs> if the Duke of Hastings asked for your hand in marriage, would you accept? 
why is this even a question? Of course I would accept. Let's be honest. He's a bit of a player. Most definitely. Why would a lady when... Nope. Most definitely. Why be a lady, capital L, when you could be a duchess, capital D? Who in the fuck is the Duke of Hastings? <laughs> it's that guy right there. Oh, it's him. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I literally feel like... I've literally watched like two seasons of this show. <laughs> <laughs> a picture of him on the screen well, right there. Well, he didn't exist in season two, so... <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna go, honestly, with my knowledge of Bridgerton, which is none. Because um, I watched it, but I don't remember shit. Mm. But I do remember this man is fine. So yeah, why is this even a question? It. Of course I would accept. That's not a really good picture of him. Um, no, I, he's definitely a good gentleman, though. He is a... Tall drink of water. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know anything about this man, and I feel like th- th- these questions make a lot of assumptions. Um, ooh, why be a lady when you could be a duchess? Uh, why is it even a question? Of course, I would accept. Yeah, he's he's a fine looking specimen. He's a fine looking specimen. We'll keep him all around. Um, and finally, okay. are you marrying for love? Or simply a title. Oh my god. Love above all else or what is the point, as Marianne might say. Yeah. A title. Why settle when you could be a duchess or princess? And then I'm okay, not Lucy. that bothered if I'm honest. Um may wait till the next season. <laughs> um love above all you know. Love above all else. What is the point? Um I'll say the same thing. Um because I definitely love my geriatric uh, boyfriend, who's 45. Um, all right. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, no, did you get a bad one again? I hope not. I just feel like it's really patronizing. Okay, go. go. Wait, who should go first? you want to go first? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared, Caitlin. I'm scared. You got a good one again, didn't you? I don't know. I, don't, okay. I haven't read it yet. I'm going to read okay. it one night. Well, mine starts off. You're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and may be engaged by the end of the season. So there's hope for me yet. Oh, okay. You're a little bit different in your ways, but someone will find beauty in that. Which I feel like is just being like, you're weird. <laughs> you're kind of a weirdo. You. <laughs> you're weird. You're a weirdo. <laughs> you're weird. You're a weirdo. <laughs> see this hat? You ever see me without this hat? <laughs> it's weird. Uh, you may be a hopeless romantic, true, and hope yeah. to find in love. Huh? You may be a hopeless romantic and hope to find in love in your marriage. Oh, fuck right, Steve. Hope Great. to find love in your marriage. But let's face it. You'll probably end up marrying a lord to continue on his lineage, and you'll be content having a nice, cushy life in the countryside. Fuck you. <laughs> That's fair. Is it? Marrying a lord to continue on his lineage, and you'll be content. That's why that's why I'm gonna get married just to continue on his lineage. Fucking oh, guy. Wait, that that implies that I have to have children. I so I got the same one. Uh, um and I mean the implications are definitely jarring, um, because I would not like to have children. I want children, but not for him. <laughs> I want it for us, you know? <laughs> not just to continue on the lineage. Yee. You know? Woof, bark. I feel All right. a little feel a little shitty about this wish i could i'm not even gonna come for the poor intern that probably made this because i am you know what i'm gonna screw you (laughs) um not even gonna 
Now I'm gonna look and see who made it because I'm. Nope. I just need to. I just need to know. Let's speed run this next one. Out there. Yeah. Let's see Let's if there's another opportunity out there. Speed run. Can you find true love in the Regency era from BuzzFeed.com? Speed run. What are you like? What are we? <laughs> are we like sprinting? <laughs> no, I just don't want this uh, podcast to be three hours long. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> um. Can you find true love in the Regency era? All right, let's find out, Caitlin. Um, if my page will load. Okay, I'll, I'll start. Um, how do you meet your love interest? Through introduction by a friend, by introducing myself in private, by introducing myself in public, or by asking for a dance at the ball? I think I would introduce myself in public. Yeah. I was going to say the same Get thing, because that's actually it. how I met my partner. Nice. Um, so... Choose a token of your affection. A lock of hair. What? <laughs> Would that have a sense of sensibility? I was like, what the? This is weird. <laughs> like, All right. Yikes. A lock of hair. Yikes. A necklace. Cool. A poem. Uh-huh. Cute. A single uh-huh. rose. I will kill it. Um, Choose a token. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a necklace because I love myself some fancy things. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, How do you impress your love's parents? Uh, by proving my loyalty, by giving them gifts, by flaunting my wealth, or by displaying my wit. Uh, I'm gonna say loyalty. I'm gonna say wit. Others are vying for your affection. You politely let them down. Focus solely on your love. Entertain them to make your love jealous. Ignore them outright. I'm gonna say politely let them down because I've had to do that before. Um, (laughs) really? Yeah. Oh. It's like one of those, like, they like me and I do not like them. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Th- okay, so in that case, same. And I'm going to ignore them outright. Describe your first date. A ball with society's finest. A private carriage ride. A chaperone promenade in the garden. Or uh, afternoon tea with their family. I love a good out, and I feel like you can only get that at a ball with society's finest. Mm. Um, because a private carriage ride... You can't go anywhere. I mean, you could, but you might, like, you know, bruise your knees jumping out of the carriage. Afternoon tea mm. with their family? With their family? Again, yeah. You're trapped. Chaperone promenade in the garden? Don't watch me. Yeah, no. A ball. <clears throat> I say private carriage ride because you could go places. Maybe not Maybe not <laughs> physical places, but, you know. No, it's just the carriage ride. Sexual ones. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, someone else is wooing your love. You challenge them to a duel. Ooh. Ooh. Challenge them to. We, we know which one we like already. <laughs> challenge them to a battle of wits. Whisk your love away or inform them that your love is spoken for. I'm going to say challenge them to a battle of wits. Ooh, but I know I, what you're going to say. I'm going to challenge them to a duel because I like to spice things up. I like to spice things up. Keep it spicy. Mm-hmm. How do you flirt in public without causing a scandal? By making eyes across the room, by lightly brushing your hand against theirs, by giving them a bow or curtsy, or by slipping a love note into their pocket. I'm going to go with uh, by making eyes across the room because I'd, in the moment, would probably be too socially awkward to do anything. Like, if I try to lightly brush their hand against, my hand against theirs, I just end up, like, I don't know, grabbing them on accident, or I'm just... <laughs> I'm just like, hi, <laughs> grabbing it, giving them a bow or a curtsy. No. I'm going to say by lightly brushing your hand against theirs because that sounds very sensual. and, and It nice. is. I'm just not good at it. Um, okay. It's, it's time to ask for their hand in marriage. Pick a ring. This one's blue. There's Okay. There's a, there's a silver one, a green one, a blue one, and a silver one with a gold band. I'm going with a blue ah. one. 
I'm gonna say I, I also like the blue one. It reminds me of Princess Diana. <laughs> what? What'd you say? What'd uh, you say? Redemption. Thy name is Caitlin. You found true love. <laughs> it says congratulations. You found your soulmate. Your skills in courting and your ability to navigate social norms show that you were made to date in the Regency era. You were able to woo your intended and their parents while dodging reputation-ruining scandals. Courtship for you is a breeze. If only you could go back in time and date them. What did you get? <laughs> so, <laughs> I got you didn't find true love. Oh. You didn't find true love. But what I did, it all, like, it came down with a wave of confetti. Like, yeah. you didn't find true love. <laughs> like, Yay! Alas, dating in the Regency era is not your forte because you're confounded by this time period's social mores. You stumbled rather than breeze through the do's and don'ts of courtship. Nonetheless, this news doesn't discourage you and uh, as you prefer modern dating anyway. <laughs> Listen, All right. that's true. I had a part, I had a, a boyfriend once that was like, tried to like court me, quote unquote court me yeah. and like call yeah. it a courtship. And that's how I know I would, I would not survive it because I didn't survive it. Um, So... My results may vary, so thank God I'm here in 2022, baby. (laughs) The scale of one Regency chicken to five Regency Regency chickens. Uh, How do you rate Sense and Sensibility? Uh, First of all, remind me, I need to check on my feather garden later. Yeah, of course. Um, I gave it a generous three chickens because Mm. this book deserved better attention span from me. But I cannot say it was my favorite Jane Austen book, so that's fair. Technically, that's fair. two and a half. Uh. It, we'll give it a three. How about <laughs> what did you, how many chickens? Did I said four, it? four and a half chickens, but again, probably five because you know how I am with Jane, <laughs> Jane Austen. <laughs> Girl, you have done it again, constantly raising the bar for us all and doing it flawlessly. I'd say I'm surprised, but I know who you are. I've seen it up close and personal. Girl, you make me so proud, and I love you. Girl, you're her best friend. You're her pal. Her sweet <laughs> teeth. Your rotten soldier. Your good time boy. Your good time boy. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Live by Moonlight. Tune Woo-hoo. in next time when we visit the coastal town of Lyme for the final chapter of Jane Austen August when we read Persuasion. This just makes me want lime chips. Mmm. That sounds really good.